Hallelujah. I would like to share some few words because of the moment in which we are in, a moment where we need strength, we are dedicating our life, we are seeking the face of God for various reasons. And I pray that our labor will never be in vain. That by the end of the 40 days, each one will know he's met God face to face. Isaiah was talking about true fasting. Because the people fast for different reasons. People fast for different reasons. Some fast for money, some fast for children. If I asked you here why, I know you all have some kind of uh, expectation. Uh, there are certain things in your heart that at the end of it you want to see. If you don't have one, then you might be doing some exercise. But at the end, if you're not seeking for anything, your relationship with God, your closeness with God should be better. And I feel Israel was doing that and they were fasting Isaiah 58, verse 6, God told them the kind of fast that he wanted. And he said, is this not the kind of fast I have chosen to lose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of yoke to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? This is the type of fast God Expect is a kind of fast he's seeking you to have, and I pray today that chains will be loosened, that our press will be set free, that yokes will be broken. We don't just fast for nothing, something must happen, and our fasting must also be able to do certain things in our lives. Hallelujah. And it continues, and also set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is this not to share your food with the hungry? The true fast is not a selfish fast, putting your food down, morning breakfast, afternoon lunch, put all in the evening and eat. No. Is a time to share. If you are not eating it, somebody must eat it. That's what I call true fast. Hallelujah. If I were the one, I would choose my lunch, my breakfast, and help the poor with it. He said, Prophet, what are you telling us? That is true fast. When you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn. As we wait upon God, there are seven things we must do. And as we do them, 
our light is going to shine forth. All that he's saying is that you should do good. I'm just putting it in one basket. It's not only abstaining from food. It is doing something for someone. Hallelujah. He said, when you do this, what will happen? Your light will break forth like the what? Like the dawn. Oh, I love that. After all this, something must happen to our life. Your light must shine forth. You cannot get into the presence of God and come back with darkness over your life. When Moses went before the Lord and he came back to the people, the Bible says his face was enlightened that people could not even look at his face. He had to cover his face. You cannot go to the presence of God and be the same. We are before the Lord every day praying, seeking his face, dedicating our life to him. When we come out at 40 days, something must be shown upon our life. When the unbeliever or the world sees us, they might see a light. Whatsoever is in us that is good must be seen by the world. So we are coming with power. We are going to come with grace, with holiness, and with all that we have. And not only that, he says, and your healing will quickly appear. Whatsoever is eating our life, your finances, there are some kind of diseases that are in us. You know, there were certain type of demons. Jesus said, this type, so there are some types. There are some types of situation. It takes prayer and what? And fasting to move it. Is that this type, so there are different types of problem and situation that confront us in life. And there are different ways we can solve them. There are some you don't need to pray, but it will go. There are some you have to go to school, you have to take some book and learn, and you and have understanding to do it. There are some you have to get some specialist, somebody to help you to solve it. But there are some nobody can help you. It takes, according to Jesus, those type takes what? So I believe that we want to solve almost every problem. Those that can be solved by our natural mind, that those that can be solved by our ordinary prayers. Sometimes you pray some prayer, you yourself, you don't believe in the prayer, but the prayer worked. <laughs> you say, oh, this, I just said it, all, but it happened. <laughs> oh, this prayer, I didn't put any energy into it, but it happened. <laughs> and that song, you need some stronger faith to pray it before it goes. But there are some. You use all your faith. You open your eyes. It's still waiting for you. You say, welcome, good morning. That was those that the disciples of Jesus tried to move and they could not. Jesus came and did it. So the thing that we have suffered and suffered and couldn't move it, you just come easily and you did it. I said, however, this kind does not go out except by what? Prayer and fasting. There are some stubborn 
problems. I believe that each one of us have got that type of stubborn problem. Those ones, you've done everything under this earth. It's not moving. But it can be moved. If Jesus hadn't come in, they will conclude that this one is your destiny. But not every situation is a destiny. Some must move. The fact that you are not able to move it doesn't mean that uh, it's not movable. But Jesus gave us the key that the key to some of this sin is faith one and praying and fasting. Hallelujah. So as faith proceeds, your light will shine forth and your healing will quickly appear. It means that your healing will quickly come. It will not waste time. Whatever is holding it, whatever is keeping it, whatever is prolonging it, will have to loosen its hand on it so that you can get it. And as we do that, we will see the benefit and the goodness of it. Then your righteousness will go before you. Oh, I love this. Your righteousness will do what? When your righteousness go before you, nobody can put anything on you. You remember in Daniel, the king was so surprised why the people didn't get burned or why the lion couldn't chew Daniel. Their righteousness went ahead of them. When your righteousness go ahead of you, people can plan against you. And by the time you get there, something might happen. Something will happen. You remember, what did they do to the enemies of Daniel? There was a swapping. The Hebrew boys and Daniel themselves, their righteousness went before them. And your father said, oh king, there is no evil in me. Neither have I even done anything against you. So Daniel was thrown into there. Let's look at what happened. There was a swap, and there's going to be a swap. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found what? Innocent. His righteousness was there. Why did the angels go to shut their mouth? Because of what? I was found innocent before who? Before God. Our righteousness be between ourselves and God first. Not what men call righteousness. Hypocrisy. Okay. I have done no wrong before you. One, innocent before God. Two, having done any wrong. It is just that people just try to manipulate laws to put him there. And the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel to check their righteousness too. There is a swap now. They prepared that 
for Daniel, but God swapped. Let them prepare the accident for you. Let them prepare your failure. Let them prepare to destroy something of yours. There is going to be a swap. And the king gave the commandment, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into a den of lions. The same place, the same animals. Daniel entered into the same situation he came out. They said, you who have come to report Daniel that he prays to a certain God, which you see is as a sin, now you who have said that God we should pray for, Come and also prove your God. He went in and proved his God. Now you two come and prove your God. So now it is a contest between Jehovah God, the God of Daniel, and the God of the people. Which one of that God can deliver? So said, we are going to swap. This one I've gone in. I'm not going to change the punishment. I'm not going to change the lions. I am not going to change the situation. The same situation Daniel went in. I am going to put you into the same situation to see the result. In Daniel's case, the result was that they couldn't eat him. Let's see whether in this simple case, they will get the same result. So, they put them in the same place and they cast them into the den of the lions, their children, their wives, their entire family. I said, oh, how wicked is this? This is the patient, their law. Normally, the Jewish law, children, you don't pass the father's uh, Sins to the children. But this patient, their law, when it catches you, it catches you and your entire family. Because most of the time, the reason they do is that if they kill you and they leave your children, they grow up. They will revenge. So they threw all of them, their wives, and the lions, what? What was the result? The lion overpowered them. And broke what? All their bones. Normally, lions want to eat flesh. But this one, they didn't even spare their bones. <laughs> and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. So, your righteousness is going to go ahead of you let me go back to my scripture. Then your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your regard. God is going to protect your back. Normally you don't see your back, isn't it? Even if you pass by, you are passing by in the city. Bring God's glory. There are some people when they pass by 
through a place. By the time they think they've destroyed everything. But the glory of the Lord protects you as you go. Look, you're free, worshiping him up and down. It also means that your properties are also protected. In fact, the glory of God is what makes God. What God is, what God has, it is the glory of God. In fact, when Moses wanted to see God, he said, I want to see God said, I will show you my glory. When you see my glory and see my back, and it's show me your glory. That is what we need. With God's glory, you can enter any place. In fact, it is more powerful than any situation. It breaks yokes and makes way. The glory of the Lord comes and everything bows. Hallelujah. The next. Then you shall call. There is also a promise of answered prayers. As we fast, he said, you shall call and the Lord will what? Will answer. Problem, do not go by anything. When you call, immediately you call, God does it. My son, I'm here. So as we go through, know that your prayers will be answered. So, not only prayer being answered, you shall cry and you say, here I am. He will not leave you alone. In any situation and you cry, you are hooked, things have gone in a certain way. The Bible says, you shall cry. And he will not just turn his face towards some place. He will say, what? When someone says, here I am, where is he? Yes, he will be so close to you. Anytime you cry, say, here I am. And you imagine, I am that I am that is with you. He will show forth his I am unto you. Here I am. The I am says that I will be with you. When you cry, I am will be there. Israel cried unto God, and I am chose Moses and sent Moses to deliver them. Israel cried unto God, and I am showed Moses what to do for the Red Sea to part. The moment they cried, God said, Moses, stop crying. I am with you. What are you holding? He said, the rod. He said, don't worry. These people coming, you see today, you see them no more. And meanwhile, if it's me, I say, God, maybe you haven't seen them. <laughs> you see, feely, feely, chariot coming, coming to destroy you, and you telling me the people you see today, hi. <laughs> But when the I am hears your prayer, when you cry, he will come to your aid. And when he comes to your aid, no military power, no force on this earth can overcome you. The enemy that you see today, you will see it no more. And that is 
the, some of the benefit of when you are fasting, what you are going to get out of it. Not only that, let me mention some of them. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of fingers and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness, and your darkness shall be as what? Things that look dark will become like light. If you touch anything, it is well with you. This is where I like. The Lord will guide you where? You will never lack direction. The Lord will guide you what? Continually. God still guide. He still leads. He still show us the path. It is there was talking. I said, the reason why people think God do not speak is because they are on different frequency. In fact, fasting and prayer bring you to the frequency of God. How many of you know that there are pictures flying in this room? There are voices, a lot of voices passing through this room. You can have joy, you can have peace, you can have happy, you can have all the radio stations. They are all sending messages around here. The messages, GTV, everything, they are all going on in this room. But it's not everyone that can see it. BBC, all of them, they are, they are here. But how can you get it? The only person that can hear it is the one that have what it takes to tune to the frequency. If you're able to tune to that frequency, whatever happens there, you get to know. But if you don't have it, if you are not on that frequency, you say nobody is speaking. But God is speaking every day. God is speaking every day. He speaks to people, but they are out of tune. Let the church be in tune so that we can hear the voice of God. And one thing that puts us in tune is prayer and fasting. Daniel was fasting, praying, and for 21 days, nothing seems to be done. Then just suddenly an angel appeared and said, Daniel, the first day you set up your heart to pray, that was the first day because God has promised that you will call and I will hear. He heard it and answered it. But in between your frequency and God's frequency, there are other things. Forces that will try to confuse. You know, sometimes some radio station, if you don't put it well, other stations get in. Have you, have you realized that before? Yes. It's not the station you put, but you are getting somebody's voice inside. So it's so Christians. God is speaking and other things. Until you position it well, and we are positioning our spirit in a way that we'll be able to hear and to understand God. So, 
The Lord will continually do what? Tell somebody, God will guide you. And satisfy your soul in what? What is drought? In times like this, when things are very difficult all over the world, God has the ability to satisfy souls. The prophet, you don't understand the economic world. Well, I'm not an economist. I'm a prophet. And I'm not talking as an economist. I'm talking as a prophet. When the prophet prophesied that tomorrow by this time, when he prophesied in Samaria that by that time, tomorrow by this time, a corn of grain, at that time, there was not corn in the city. In fact, you cannot even work demand and supply. There's no supply. There's only demand. So how can price come down if there is no supply? What kind of economy is the prophets doing? God's economy. Tomorrow by this time, he prophesied, and the, the, the advices, the economic advices came and said, this guy is getting crazy. When this prophet sleeps, they eat, or maybe he's hungry because there's no food. When they're hungry and they see things double-double, and they sleep, and oxygen don't flow into their brain well, they begin to see something like visions. We are talking about reality, not about things that are abstract. Man of God, don't deceive us. And one of them swore that it can never happen. By the theories that I have studied, by the book of, he, he then quoted the great economics books and quoted the places and gave examples of cities. Look, this cannot happen. And the officer whose hand, the king leaned and said, the man of God, and said, look, if the Lord, he won't kick out. Look at what he said. If the Lord will make windows in heaven, could distance be? And he said, there are some that ridicule the church. People try to make fun of the church. Whenever you think about the church, look at how people pick it. And the serious thing is that some of them say we are Christians. Somebody was asking, yeah, Christian. I said, if you're a Christian and somebody's doing something, where do you go? You go to the person direct. It's not the television and TV and the radio that you go to address the person. The Bible says, go to the person. It will help. Go to them. Confront them in respect. That I don't understand this. If he then doesn't mind you, go to the next level. Get his friend and talk to him. Because you want the situation to change, isn't it? Most often, it's not because they want the situation to change, but they've got the church and they want to pin it down. We have, if you have a genuine concern about the church, 
but the genuine concerns should be addressed in the right way. Or else we will be the people destroying ourselves. In fact, the gate of hell cannot stand against the church. But the church, there's no antidote for the church when it fighting itself. But there is power for the church against the enemy. I don't care what enemy that have amassed forces against the church. The church will prevail. The only thing that can destroy the church is you. Not only that, but even in the church, if somebody should do something and yet go and see the person, the first thing to do is to go to the person. If the person becomes stubborn, get a second person. If that person becomes stubborn to get other people. So, he says that in time of drought, God will supply your need. The man who doubted actually had, but he didn't enjoy it. Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could these things be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Let him quickly finish it. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones that the lions will not be able to break it. So it was the bones they broke, but no lion, when they threw you anywhere, it has no power over your bone. Yeah. You shall be like what? You shall be like what? This is what you must expect. What is a watered garden? How is a watered garden like? Refresh. You don't look like the well have given you some slaps. No. Anyone that comes to see your business, fresh. Come to see your children. Come to see your health. You continually be watered. Sometime in dry season, you walk to people's house. Those who have got gardens, every place is dry. You get there, the place you look like. Ah, am I not in dry season? No, that place is being watered. When things are dry, you will be making it. When things are difficult, you will be making it. This shall be your portion. And that is what God wants to do for us. Don't think that this is the end. You see, expect all this to happen. And like a spring of water, whose waters do not what? Your water never what? It means that you shall continue to satisfy the test of people wherever there is test and you get there. You know, water is very important, isn't it? The early days, cities were built around rivers. Because where there's a river, there's life. It means that life will always be around you. And when you enter any business place, may life come there. In fact, be a blessing like Joseph. 
wherever he was taken to, he became like a spring of water. He went to Potiphar's house and Potiphar started prospering. He prospered and prospered until they were asking whether he was taking some bribe somewhere. He said, how can a security man become rich like this? He said, you don't know. Riches come from God, not from businesses. And he was then taken and put into prison. And in the prison, the prisoners were enjoying. They said, wow, he was still there. He followed him there. They took him and he took him to Egypt. And Egypt became the center of supply of food to the entire world. Wherever you put him, fresh. Let your boss remove you. Because he hates you. And put you at archive. Leave you at the archive. In the archive, God is going to promote you. I had a son who was taken to an arch- the archive in a certain department. I said, don't worry. That is your promotion. He went there. Within less than three years, he came to head the organization. Yeah. Wherever they put you, look, you are fresh where they put you everywhere. You are going to make it. Yeah. I say you will make it. Yeah. And not only making it, the spring of water is not for itself alone. It is to satisfy external food. So your fasting should not be only for you. It should be also for external people. Amen. Amen. God bless you.